Welcome to Our Jewish Roots. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the men of old received divine approval. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. Faith for the future, our journey with the patriarchs. We're so glad you've joined us today. I am David Hart. I'm Kirsten Hart. And I am Jeffrey Seif. And we are on a journey with the patriarchs. Last week we examined how uh, Eliezer was dispatched to go find a wife for this promised son. And today, marriage, a happy program, yes? It is. It's kind of interesting to me, and I'm going to sound like such a modern woman, that uh, neither Isaac nor Rebecca got to see each other before, like, here she is, here's your wife, here's your husband. I'm kind of glad I got to see you. I don't know if I could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, what do they look like? Yes. But much, much more on that today in our program about this uh, love story, right? Right. We go to the drama right now about that love story, then Dr. Seif will be teaching. Let's go there now. The mission to Haran had been successful. Abraham's servant had found a beautiful wife for Isaac named Rebekah. More importantly, they were leaving with the blessing of Rebekah's family. Our sister, they said, may you become the mother of thousands, of ten thousands, and may your descendants possess the gates of their enemies. We have devoted a number of segments to this love story based on a belief that uh, coming to terms with love correctly is so very, very important. Love in this world is in such high demand and such short supply. We wanted to land on some biblical text and take a look at the divine hand in the formulation of union. So very, very important. Uh, in the story here, as we're really winding down on the Rebecca Isaac story, and as we do, by the way, you are going to hear from my better half in short order. Barry was particularly excited about this program. This is the boy meets girl story here, where, where, where they come together. Eliezer has gone off to Padanaram, Syria, and then he comes back uh, to the Holy Land and brings Rivka with him. Actually, the verse here uh, in chapter 24, verse 61, we're told that she followed Achare Ha'ish, that is, after the man. And I want to share a little anecdotal story associated with uh, a woman who is uh, following after uh, a man. Now, here she's following Eliezer to go meet her Besheret, her, her, her flesh, uh, her other half, uh, Yitzchak. Uh, and my wife loved the story, as I'd said. I'm reminded of it, by the way, as Eliezer went to her family and sought permission to bring her on the journey. It reminded me when I went to Barry's family and asked for permission. Now, Barry was 62 years old. Her mother was 84, 85 at the time. 
and I didn't want to move without getting family permission. So I go up to Kansas City and mom is there and some brothers are there and mom is sick actually, she's in the hospital. And I go and present myself, she's never met me, I'm looking for permission to marry your daughter. And typical Jewish mother, she says, so why should I let my daughter marry you? And I said, mom, that's what I call her mom. I says, mom, look, let me ask you a question. She said, what's that? I said, how old is your daughter? She said, 62. I said, how many men has she brought home in 62 years to you? She said, none. I said, sweetheart, take what you can get. Simple as that. I said, you want a reason why? She says, give me a reason why I should let my daughter marry you. I says, I'll give you two reasons. She said, what's that? I says, number one, I have a job. Number two, I'm healthy. She said, take her. A little bit of Jewish humor there. But the point is, is I wanted to get permission from the home front, subsequent to which Barry followed me on the journey. I took her hundreds and hundreds of miles away. And gentlemen, as we look at the story of the journey, you saw it depicted graphically in the drama and highlighted upon the verse where, uh, you know, Rebecca is, uh, is, is following him. Gentlemen, gentlemen, if you're watching, please realize what we do. I liken it to a locomotive engine, this male, this powerful driving uh, uh, locomotive engine. And then there's a, the woman who's kind of like a caboose or a car that attaches onto it. All that energy it's gonna take her downstream somewhere. It's gonna take her someplace. And when women attach to the males of the species in, in this game called marriage, they really are taking a risk. They're gonna go down the track somewhere. And there's a certain amount of uncertainty with that where women you know, deal with faith and uncertainty as they move forward. And gentlemen, what, these, what we put these women through, you know, they marry us, they bear children, they lose their Coke bottle figures. What we do to these women, I'm telling you, gentlemen, we need to be kind. There's a beautiful story here. When, when love gets it right, it's beautiful. When it goes sour, it's difficult. Uh, look with me here at the story. Again, I don't want to just talk about the text. I want you to hear from it. We're told in verse 59, so they sent Rebecca off and there's a blessing here and they blessed Rebecca. I'm going to be doing a wedding in short order and I was asked to, uh, to give a blessing. And the blessing is our sister, may you become thousands of ten thousands and may your seed possess the gate. You know, may those who come forth from you be strong, in Hebrew, chazak. Now, there already is a divine destiny associated with Abraham and Isaac. She's invited as a participant in that, as a recipient of that. Subsequent to which then, finally, in verse 61, she got up. And as I'd said, she followed Achare Ha'ish. She went after the man. Oh, it's a beautiful story. And here's one of a woman walking by faith. And because she did, she left her imprint on biblical history. Our resource this week, a Christian love story, booklet and CD. 
Read and listen along to the beautiful story of the wedding customs of Israel in Messiah's time and how he fulfilled these traditions, calling out his bride, the church. A striking and inspiring example of scriptural logic and elegance. Contact us and ask for A Christian Love Story, booklet and CD. heard from so many people on our tour bus that testimonials of their miracle of being able to come to Israel, people who didn't think in their lifetime that they would be able to go, but God prepared the way for them because they prayed about it. Someone helped them go. Pray about you coming to Israel with us. We would love for you to join us. It opens your Bible to new things that you never thought possible, right? That's right. And also, God speaks to people. There's something about being in that holy land that God will speak to you in a brand new way. Uh, I love our story today. Uh, it's kind of a love story. We've been married. We're in our 31st year of marriage. Right. And we've had a great love story. We have. We have. You didn't have to pay much of a dowry for me, though, did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting that Abraham paid a price for Rebecca marrying his son. And uh, she didn't come cheap. She was costly. I think there's some camels and some gold in there. And we just want all of you to know that uh, people that save up and give to our ministry, if you have a camel, we'll take your camel. We'd love a pet camel. <laughs> but anyway, it, those that give to our ministry, we're just so thankful for you saving up and putting your dollars in, some, in a ministry that makes a difference across the world. True, right? People adorn what they love. I notice you have some bling on your fingers. 30th. <laughs> you know, those probably aren't cubic zirconium. That uh, people adorn what they love. And uh, thank you for those of you that love us, not just in word and uh, speech, but in deed and in truth. And for those who indeed love us with an offering, uh, we're not putting gold and diamonds on our fingers with the money you send. Really, we're not. We're just paying for the airtime, and we want to get the story to you. It doesn't come cheap. Thanks for your grace in advance. We're in our story right now where Isaac's heart has been saddened by the death of his mother, but then also uh, revived through Rebecca's love, followed by Dr. Barry Seif kind of speaking on romance. Can't wait to hear that. <laughs> Let's go there now. The death of Isaac's mother, Sarah, had left its mark on her grieving son. He had moved to the Negev. Perhaps this would be a place where the God of his father, Abraham, could fill the void in his aching heart. Yitzchak. 
I love romance. Isn't this a great story? I loved how God brought Rebecca and Isaac together. She dismounted and she immediately veiled herself as she knew her life was going to change immediately. I got to be a bride finally at the ripe young age of 62 when I got to say I do and wear a veil. I love romance and because I was single for so long I enjoyed learning about how other people found romance even in little tiny towns. Some years ago I lived in Shreveport, Louisiana and the newspaper, yes we had newspapers back then, ran some stories and little clips on couples that had been married 50 years. So I took it upon myself to get the phone book, which we also had way back then, find their names, call up the couples, and just ask them a little bit about how they met each other and what would they consider was the success to their marriage. And most of the answers were the same about you know, I love them and we communicate well, because after 50 years, that's a long time to be married. But I love this love story here because it speaks to all of our hearts to be content where we're at. Uh, I didn't go looking for love in the right places or the wrong places. I didn't go on internet sites. Dates were like figs. They were Middle Eastern fruit, nature's candy. I was content to go to sleep in God. And when, just like with Eve, she was asleep when God brought Anna to her side. God has a purpose. Singleness is a gift. Marriage is a gift. Both of them have benefits. So right where you're at, enjoy on the way to where you're going. Because you know what? Father knows best. I think I can speak for all of us at the t this table that Barry Seif, your gorgeous wife, did not look 62 when the both of you got married. She looks good. Well, she's, she's beautiful inside and out. You know, I, I didn't want to marry, when my wife died, I didn't want to marry a younger woman. Barry's two years older than me, but she does hold it together very well, doesn't oh, she? She looked wonderful. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I just think about the age is interesting. It was just the right time, right? You right. were, weren't you 32? Yep. We got married. Isaac Almost was... earlier, but I'm right. glad that I waited for the right one. Thank you. That's right. As with Barry, and Isaac was 40. It was just the right time in his life, right? In, indeed it was. And I'm, I'm so glad the Lord brought Barry to me at the right time. Yes. In our drama today, Isaac finally gets to meet Rebecca. Let's go there now. And the servant told Isaac everything that had happened how this girl had offered him drink, then given water to his camels, and how it all was a clear answer from the Lord. And Rebecca became Isaac's wife. They're oily me.
וזו הייתה השמיכה החביבה עליה. יצחק, אני יודעת שהייתה אישה מאוד מיוחדת. לא אוכל למלא את מקומה כאמך, אבל אני מבטיחה, תמיד אהיה שם עבורך, ככל שאדרש. כבר עלה הדבר בידך. ניחמתני. In a previous segment, I spoke about Isaac and his relationship with his mother. And I want to begin here by speaking to that because the story of him and his wife ends with reference to it. What I want to underscore is that indeed there's something beautiful to my way of thinking to see a man who was so deeply in love with his mother, who, who misses her. Who, who, who grieves her absence, who has trouble getting over that. That, that, that closeness and family that we look at and see here in biblical literature is something that we don't find as much in the modern world today where family life in so many ways can be characterized by fracture, by moving on. And here we see a, we see a story of a, of a fella that has a bit of trouble moving on. Well, that might be worth exploring in its own right. Again, just to see a loving family like that, to me, is, is special. And it says something about his mother, it says something about the boy, and it's something that we miss today. At the risk of offering too much self-disclosure, and I do want to get to the, to the literature, uh, the story of, of, of losing a mother and looking at the aftermath and seeing how boys deal with it is something that I experienced with the passing of my first wife, may she rest in peace, Patty, after 30 years. And the boys, uh, in our family, uh, Patty was like the sun. And the males, all of us were like planets that revolved around that sun. She was so central. And her absence for the boys as is the case here with Isaac, was catastrophic. In fact, at the risk of offering too much self-disclosure, when I married beautiful Barry, and you've experienced her some, she's so beautiful, you don't just meet her, you experience her. She's authentically beautiful. When we married, frankly, the boys were a tad bit disconsternated because uh, they, they, they were concerned that I disrespected their mother by virtue of the fact that I remarried. Well, those emotional bonds, you know, they grew up, it is what it is. I said, listen guys, you know, I didn't cheat on mom. <laughs> you know, I didn't walk away from her. Death took her and I'm older in life and, and uh, I want to move on and I believe God has sanctioned it. So I can kind of relate to it to a certain extent. Now here, to go to the text, because I know <laughs> you watch this program not to hear the life and teachings of Jeffrey Seif, you want to look at the Bible. and to be sure. I'm interested in chapter 24 when uh, Rebecca comes back, and you saw it in the drama, I want to just reference it here, we're told that Eliezer the servant in verse 66 recounted to Isaac all the things he had done. And it's not just what he had done, he wanted Isaac to see Providence hand in what was about to present. This isn't just a pretty girl. 
but, but there's an attestation here of God at work in the family. And if you can find that connection where God is at work in it, where there's confirmations, when you have that, it gives a certain a confidence in moving forward that wouldn't otherwise be there. This series is all about, uh, you know, faith for the future, faith for the future. And uh, another way of saying that is seeing God's hand in the present leading to the future. That's what we're looking at here. And then we're told subsequent to that in verse 66 that Isaac, that Yitzchak, brought her in. And it says, Vatahilo Lisha, that she became his wife. Subsequent to which it says right afterward, and he loved her. Now, when we speak of love here, we're not just talking about a sentient being, someone's feeling towards someone else. We're talking about romance here. We're talking about uh, what married people do. Now, what's interesting, and it's worth saying, it's so obvious, perhaps it shouldn't be said, but it's so glaringly obvious in the literature it's worth noting that they waited, you ready for this? They waited to have sex till after they were married. Here, I got it out. Uh, they waited till afterward. Now, there's something really good about that, first of all. Uh, people are not entitled to the pleasure unless there's something contractual in place to take care of the treasure. There is not to be sexual contact without a contract, something binding to hold the parties together. That's amply attested in the literature, and it's indeed absent in the modern world. Barry and I, when we were engaged, we, we kissed after we were engaged. Hands never went where they shouldn't, never mind eyes that uh, we really endeavored to do it right. We're kind of old school. But that's what we see in the literature. I understand those energies at play uh, in the business of love, but I like discipline too. I believe there are certain things that God honors. I remember Barry surprised me uh, under the chuppah at the altar <laughs> when we exchanged rings. She interrupted it all to give me a purity ring, something that she had committed to years prior. This is a woman that went through 60-some years of living before she experienced a man in marriage like that. And uh, uh, there's something beautiful in that. Let me just say, if you're watching this program and, and you want God to guide you into the future in, in the business of love, let me encourage you to recover some of these old ways. They pay dividends. If you've never been married, take some of this stuff to heart. If you've been married and it fell apart and you're looking for God's guidance in a reset button into the future, take this stuff to heart. We're told in verse 67, so Isaac was comforted after the loss of his mother. I believe there's a comfort factor in marriage. And for those of you that are discomforted by circumstances in that regard, please take some of the principles in today's program 
to heart. And I believe that you can see good success in life as you walk with God by faith into the future and discover his will for you there. Join us right now for additional content that is only available on our social media sites, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Visit our website, levitt.com, for the current and past programs, the television schedule, tour information, and our free monthly newsletter, which is full of insightful articles and news commentary. View it online, or we can ship it directly to your mailbox every month. Also on our website is the online store, there, you can order this week's resource, or you can always give us a call at 1-800-WONDERS. Your donations to Our Jewish Roots help us to support these organizations as they bless Israel. Please remember we depend on tax-deductible donations from viewers like you. Okay, everybody, I have a question for Dr. Seif at this table right now. I, want, I just got to know, we need to know, because we've been talking about this. Were you convicted about not kissing your wife until you were engaged? Did you hear from the Lord about that? What was your experience with that? Well, as a rule of thumb, I don't think there should be contact without a contract. But we, after we were engaged, we'd kiss, you know, not excessively, not all the time, but definitely I was in the mood for it. Uh, um. You had a broken heart. Isaac had a broken heart. He had lost his mom. You lost your wife. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting how love and romance can heal a broken heart. It, it, Barry's like a drug, you know. It, it's, I, was, I was really not happy. I, I was really not happy being single, and I was just so thankful. When I looked at her, the oxygen sucked out of the room, you know, and uh, uh, she's such a delight. And, you know, five and a half years down the road, I love her now more than when I started. Uh, um, I, I just feel so blessed to have her. I say she's the way, the truth, and the wife, and I say it all the time. <laughs> no, but, but Isaac also, he, he had such a grieving, I believe, over the loss of his mother, and then here comes Rebecca. She brings joy into his life, even at 40, yeah, at a I, I later men, age. I think men suffer with being single more than women do uh, for a variety of reasons, but uh, the Bible says it's not good for man to be alone, and I can say amen to that. Amen. <laughs> That's a good answer. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you for your insight and your teaching today. We appreciate that. There's so kind. much more to come. It's the end of our program today. I can't believe it. It's been good. End us. As you go now, Sha'alu Shalom Yerushalayim. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Very deepest need.